where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We're back. It's Troy and James. I am James. Oh, I'm Troy. That's Troy. We're talking about (laughs) (laughs) efficient. Uh, Last week, week it was a Cliff episode, and this week it's a Norm episode. The two faces of Norm, to be specific. Yeah. It's a good one, this is. It's a real good one. It is. It is a very good one. I like uh, seeing Norm in his work environment, uh, just because... You say work environment. I mean, that's still mainly the bar. It's mainly the bar. Yeah. But, you know, you've been in the previous one where he uh, used Bruce Springsteen as a pseudonym. And, you know, it's, it's it's fun seeing him in scenarios. It aired on the 26th of October, 1989. The title references uh, the film The Three Faces of Eve, which was from 1957. Uh, it was directed... This episode of Cheers. This episode of Cheers was directed by Andy Ackerman and Eugene B. Stein. Oh, I've not heard of them before. They're new ones. I know Andy Ackerman directed a lot of Seinfeld, but this episode of Cheers is an interesting one. Let's not say too much. Aye, let's go into the cold open, shall we? Let's do that. Rebecca's back from a conference on positive reinforcement in the workplace. Hmm. She seems to have something positive to say to just about everyone, apart from Cliff. Well, Cliff don't work there. (laughs) No, that's true. No, she finds something about Norm, though, doesn't she? That's true. That is is true. Norm has worked for Cheers every so often in the past. Uh, You know, most people at the bar don't like Cliff. (laughs) It's, it's, it's It's just a thing. But... Yeah, she didn't particularly like the seminar, though she found the content useful. Yeah, the whole positive reinforcement thing, rather than finding a negative in it, is... is I can't think of how to explain it. it despite there being kind of bad things happening, you're putting across them in a positive way. That makes sense? Yeah. There's a couple of incidents that happen at the bar. So I think is it Carla insults Cliff and she she positively reinforces the fact that Carla is insulted Cliff. Like, oh great insult, Carla. Rather rather than why are you insulting the patrons? idea of positive reinforcement in the workplace, so I'm going to give it a shot. Man, you got to be a real moron to buy that load of crap. Way to speak out, Carla. Ooh, way to pour that beer, Woody. Way to run up that tab, Norm. Way to... Hey, uh, I got a new haircut. No. My uh, thumbnail grew back. No, but just give me a little time. I think I got it. Nah, everybody's got a pulse. Way to make a dork out of yourself, Clavin. Way to nail him, Carla! Into the main episode, a doctor, looks like a doctor, uh, comes into the bar, dressed as a doctor, uh, doctor's clothes. Everyone assumes he is a doctor. Uh, Turns out he's not, he's a... mechanic actually uh and he's sam's mechanic uh but before he announces himself as a mechanic he says he has some bad news 
uh, and there's some blockage. Uh, I think it's Carla that he speaks to initially and thinks that it's obviously blockage and bad news in regards to, to Sam's health, uh, but it's not. It's in regards to his car. So Sam's been saving money to try and buy the bar back. Yeah, in, inspired by partly Robin Colcord, partly just because he didn't like working for a bigger corporate environment. He's mm. trying to earn enough money to buy the bar back uh, from the Lillian Corporation. Yes. Yeah. He says in, in the past week he's managed to save over $200 through various means, some of it being kind of dating women, but saving money on not going on a date and just skipping straight to the bedroom, which seems to be his way of making money. <laughs> I going to say that, sir. Not, not in that way. Right. Uh, probably need to reword that. It's his way of saving it, not making it. There we go. There we go. Crikey. Money can be exchanged for goods and or services. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he saved just over $200. However, he owes the mechanic $130. Rebecca suggests selling the car. He says there's no chance. Uh, but Rebecca thinks he's scared to sell the car because he needs the car to attract women. Uh, he says he doesn't need the car to attract women. And now he's he's got this kind of dilemma. Does he sell it? Does he not? Does he save face? Is he as good as he thinks he is at attracting women? It's a good question. I think the car certainly helps, but there were, were many a women he's picked up in the bar without mentioning the car. But, you know, he was younger then. <laughs> <laughs> that was seven whole seasons ago. Seven whole seasons. But, you know, he's a confident man. He thinks he doesn't need the car. You know, he tries it out. He, he considers selling the Corvette there. Mm. Meanwhile, uh, Norm is... Overworked, is that the word? Um, uh, overwhelmed a little bit, maybe. He's got a lot with the, with going the vol- on. The, yeah, the volume yeah. of work. Um, whether he can handle it all on his own. Nah, and uh, Well, he's struggling. He's struggling years, but one man. One man norm. One man painter man norm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solution therein. Uh, have more men. Painter men. Aye. Yeah. So is it Rebecca that basically suggests enlisting some more help? Well, there, that's the debate. Woody goes, oh, you should get more people. And mm. Rebecca goes, well, if you do this, you know, you'll be able to reduce labor per one person and therefore, mm. uh, you know, have more jobs on the go and get, therefore get more income. Uh, it yeah. will increase proportionally. And Norm goes, great, great idea, Woody. Just point blank ignoring anything Rebecca said. So he does. And there's a guy sitting next to him who's got a very 80s ponytail. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> just about every 80s bad guy. <laughs> like, if you watch Die Hard, it's full of them. Yes. Tall, bustling, blonde ponytail. Looks like he probably plays, like, offensive linemen for, like, college football team or something. <laughs> but the interview goes well. You you say interview. He, he bought him a beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's men. This is, this is how we uh, network. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's, he's at the bar, isn't he? And, and he, he overhears it. He says, you know, I'll help. And Norm says, ah, oh, I'm, I'm not too sure. He says, how about I buy you a beer? He's like, fine, you're hired. And, uh, that's the employment process for him. <laughs> I was going to say, in theory, it works well. It doesn't. That would be a lie. Uh, <laughs> a, bold, <laughs> a bold-faced lie. Um, what happens is they uh, do get a few more jobs, but 
the willingness to do said jobs uh, is is dwindling. Rare, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they they like the idea of being employed. They don't like the the actuality of being employed. So they basically treat Norm like a bit of a pushover, don't they? Yeah, they do. Which is not uh, it's not great. Um, but you know, Norm's such a nice guy that he. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't know how to uh, discipline or f- reprimand, fire them. Doesn't uh, doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. Well, not just yet, but he does eventually. More yeah. on that later. In the meantime, he goes bowling with them. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah. Positive reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, all connected. He does start to ever have concerns, doesn't he? Uh, he says that, you know, his team aren't working, they've been playing pool, and then they're like, oh, it's, you know, the secretaries are walking out of the Prudential building, we're going to go and look at those, and it's it's a really windy day, and just horrible, seedy, like, just dirty, dirty bastards. He's not interested in that, and he's really starting to kind of think, ah, productivity isn't where it should be here. These guys are really taking the mickey a little bit. Something needs to be done. Meanwhile. Someone's come to the bar. They're interested in buying a Sam's Corvette. They are indeed, yeah. And the interview process is more thorough than hiring someone <laughs> as a painter. <laughs> yeah, Sam, Sam wants to, to get to know the buyer a little bit first to make sure he's the right fit for a car. Number one, it's high noon, driving in Harvard Square, parking's limited. Do you A, park in a handicapped zone, B, park in a regular spot, under tree C, drive around till a space opens up. Little does he know. Trick question. Trick question. You fool. You fool. Uh, you, Waste my time. <laughs> what are you crazy? See, <laughs> what are you nuts? I can't believe it, man. That's a trick question. You don't drive this baby at high noon, man. Sun damage, bucko. What the hell's wrong? What do you want to do? Oxidize the paint? Get out of here. You make me sick. Can't believe it. You want to try my car at high noon, hard to work. <laughs> He's not happy with him. The guy leaves the bar. He's definitely not selling it to him. No chance. I don't drive, uh, but it's true. I know about the old oxidation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, uh, but I do now. It's Yeah, basically. Oh, sun's hot. Paint's precious. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of precious paint, uh, Norm's trying to make use of it. Mm. <laughs> That's the segue. So he's trying to get hold of his staff, isn't he? They're not picking up. They do eventually get back in touch with him. They call the bar. He realizes that it was a bad idea employing these guys uh, and then blames Rebecca, uh, despite ignoring everything she said initially. Now he recognizes she's there and it's all her fault. And then doesn't he say, like, oh, you know, I'm just going to ring a takeaway. I think he suggests a Chinese restaurant or something or other. But rather than do that, Rebecca talks sense into him, tells him he needs to sort his staff out first. Now, doesn't Frasier suggest a, is it a book or a play or a... He said it reminds me of this situation in, in this play. And this person in the play, I don't think it's literally as Norm, but adopts... Actually, no, I think it is more literally because the three faces of Eve, it's about a woman with multiple personality disorder. Frasier suggests that this norm adopt a different personality to interact with different uh, different people different situations which i think we all do to an extent not the extent of norm but i think no. we do have different <laughs> different personalities with different people you know no, but i know what you're saying like i have to 
adopt kind of different personalities depending on who I'm working with and stuff. So obviously like my work personality is, is quite different, certainly around kind of management and, and seniors and stuff. Um, that is even to, to you within work. Um, but then completely different to stuff, say on this podcast or the comparison between this podcast and my wrestling podcast, both very different, both for a very different kind of audience and, and crowd. So yeah, having to wear those different hats, put on those different faces. Yeah, certainly do that. But I don't have to talk into a cup. <laughs> That's for sure. Not even on your wrestling, on Untitled Wrestling Podcast, you're not going, yeah, no. Nah, nah, definitely not. I mean, if I did, it would probably sound like this. I'm not sure how different that sounds oh, that to is, you. That is, yeah, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got two cups here. I don't know how much difference that I'm makes. I'm speaking into a pint. Yo, that's... <laughs> Let's not do this. This is a silly oh, thing. Yeah, that, oh, that escalated quickly. and uh, To madness. Yeah. Sidetrack with nonsense again. Uh, Norm has, has adopted his, uh, his alter ego. Uh, and this is uh, Mr. Kreitzer. This is not a person. This is, <laughs> this, is, this is a person whose name is purely based on uh, Vera's maiden name. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he is asked about how he came up that, isn't he? He is, yeah. Um, he's, a, he's a strange man, is Anton Kreitzer. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a hard nose. So he he calls his employers, uh, pretends to be Kreitzer, lays down the law, <laughs> and they seemingly get to work. Uh, he comes off the phone. He, he enjoys the fact that he's managed to invent this alter ego, put this second face on, uh, stamp his authority a little bit, and. He says, maybe he should call his wife like this. <laughs> Would he immediately take the phone off him before he can do No, you put that phone down. <laughs> Sam comes back into the bar. Uh, he's been picking up his new car after having sold Corvette. Uh, he's not happy. Didn't get the car he wanted. Um, I don't know what it is, uh, but it sounds like it's maybe the equivalent to like a, a Prius or a smart car. No offense to anyone that listens to this that drives either a Prius or a smart car, but generally they seem to hold some sort of reputation. I don't know, in some circles, maybe look down upon, like certainly if you're Jeremy Clarkson, he didn't like them. But whatever car it is that Sam's got, sounds like it sits within that same circle. I know the car he's got because it's got a song about it. Has it? Must have been the Ringmaster special. <laughs> Anyways, he was really a little depressed about it, so maybe we just shouldn't mention it, all right? Mm, yeah. Hi, guys. Bon oh! Hey, hey, listen. You got something to say to me? Just say it. Sam, is what I heard true? Yeah, I've not heard that one. Oh, the, the, the Gypsy Kings have a great cover. Thoroughly recommend. I will check it out. Norm is continuing uh, to, to pretend to be uh, Mr. Kreutzer. Fraser is worried he's going mad. Um, and when he asks Norm about these two different people, or rather two different characters he's invented, uh, Norm's very much of the, um, the understanding that they are two different people. He hasn't made one of them up. And uh, to Fraser's point, yes, it's does seem like he's going a little bit mad. When we're going to our office, our office? Our. <laughs> uh, this is where we find out that uh, Kreitzer is uh, his wife's maiden name. 
And then we come back to Sam. Uh, Sam's still wondering if he has the, the gift of the gab, the, the looks, everything else to, to pull off uh, attracting the women as he did when he still had his, uh, his little red Corvette. Uh, twins ahoy! Two twin ladies come into the bar. He thinks he's in. Uh, they ask about the car that's parked outside, and uh, he, he thinks he's in. He thinks they're impressed. Sam's, uh, Sam's firing on both cylinders. They are not impressed. They merely laugh impressed. at his face. <laughs> they literally come in just to, to take the Michael. They've come in to take the piss out of his car, is what they've done. <laughs> piss thieves. Piss thieves. Oh, bring a bucket next time. Um, <laughs> that's a little in-joke, that is. Ah. <laughs> uh, so uh, yes, they've they've come in to take the piss. We then see uh, Norm's or, or Kreutz's employees now. Um, they come in and, and they're not happy. They feel like they've been uh, they've been worked to the point of exhaustion, and almost Norm has gone too far with how much he's pushing this character of Kreutzer onto them and, and their, their demands. Fraser becomes concerned for that same reason. <laughs> uh, and then they decide that they're going to go and slap Kreutzer about, basically. Um, she's gone <laughs> <laughs> to, to have a word with him about how much he's making them work, but also uh, how, they, how he's treating Norm. They feel that Kreutzer is treating Norm uh, badly uh, and they want to go and have a word with him. Uh, obviously, Norm is is worried. He, you know, he's going to get found out. Uh, so he rushes to get there um, before they manage to do so um, at the office where where this Kreutzer is based. Uh, he's he's got himself a secretary. Uh, she's never seen Kreutzer. Obviously, he doesn't exist. She was fantastic, though. She was hilarious. <laughs> she reminded me of the woman, that, and I thought it was for a very brief moment. Uh, the woman that plays. Um, Who's the receptionist in the Ghostbusters movie in the first Apple. one? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> it reminded me of her a little bit. But yeah, Norm manages to arrive uh, at the, the office, uh, which his, uh, his members of staff are marching to, uh, to, to crack some skulls, as it were. There's a great part where they managed to get there before the goons, uh, yes. because Sam says... It's amazing how fast you can drive when you don't care about what happens to your car. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Sam and, takes a liking to the, the secretary, doesn't he? It turns out she drives the same car. Yeah, it used to belong to her mother. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is Norm goes into Kreitzer's office, which is literally a, a garbage-filled alley. Um, yeah. And it's yeah. A, one of these is a garbage-filled alley, and the other is your office, which is a, they're both your <laughs> they're both your office. <laughs> uh, a little Brooklyn Nine Nine reference for anyone. <laughs> um, the goons come storming in. Uh, Norm pretends he's talking to Kreutzer in the office. So I don't have a pint glass. All I do, I'll use a full trash can. <laughs> uh, Norm comes back out. Basically, says like he's. Um, He's put him in his place, uh, then everything will be okay. But the goons then turn on Norm and think that he has no spine, and they, they outright refuse to do anything. Uh, they leave. Norm is on his Jones. Yep. <laughs> you're spineless, you're feckless, you're a coward. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming towards the end of the episode, but I'm, I'm conscious that we haven't spoken about any of the, the cast in this. Do you want to oh, go through them? Oh, there's many a cast. <laughs> Eric Alan Kramer as Rudy, the, the main goon. He also appeared in The Gunfighters, Beverly Hills Bunts, Murder, She Wrote, Roseanne, Growing Pains, Quest for the Mighty Sword, 
Wings, Seinfeld, True Romance, Empty Nest, Blossom, News Radio, Mad About You, Jag, Caroline in the City, Murphy Brown, That 70s Show, Will and Grace, How I Met Your Mother, My Name is Earl, CSI, Hutton Cleveland, Days Gone, and many more. It's quite the career. Yeah, it's a long spanning career there as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Cynthia Stevenson as Doris, the receptionist. She also appeared in Max Headroom, New Heart, Empty Nest, Dream On, Hope and Gloria, Ally McBeal, King of the Hill, Dead Like Me, The L Word, Monk, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, Sleepy Hollow, How to Get Away with Murder, The Good Doctor, and many more. Rob Moran as Dennis Hamill, the prospective Corvette purchaser. He also appeared in Matlock, The Cowboy Way, Dumb and Dumber, Kingpin, There's Something About Mary, Jag, Shallow Hal, The West Wing, Numbers, Star Trek Into Darkness, and many more. Yes, I thought I recognized him, and several of those are definitely ones of sins. That must be where from. Gordon Hunt as Gordon. He was a recording director on The Richie Rich Scooby-Doo Show, The Fonz and the Happy Days Gang, Laverne and Shirley in the Army, Laverne and Shirley with special guest star The Fonz, The Gary Coleman Show, The Scooby and Scrappy-Doo Puppy Hour, Mork and Mundy Laverne and Shirley Fonz Hour. Probably a better title than that. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Pac-Man, The New Scooby-Doo Mysteries, Pink Panther and Sons, The Jetsons, Yogi's Treasure Hunt, The Further Adventures of Super Ted, Paddington Bear, Fish Police. A lot of animation, a lot of kids' animation. Captain Planet and the Planeteers, and many more. Uh, Mark Knudsen as John, who also appeared in Last Man Standing, The Sweeper, Charlie's Death Wish, Boston Legal, A Hard Day's Nightmare, and Hell. He also wrote and directed <laughs> some of the Eagle. Uh, I, I like, there was an exclamation mark at the end, so I had to say it that way. <laughs> J.C. Victor as Scott. This is his TV film debut. He has also appeared in Quantum Leap, Beverly Hills 90210, Jag, ER, Seventh Heaven, Dr. Vegas, 24, Monk, Bones, Castle, and many more. Uh, Jennifer Alexandra Citron, which is a fantastic name, as <laughs> Jennifer. She also appeared in Quantum Leap, Taking Care of Business, Grand Canyon, Tales from the Crypt, Empty Nest, and Herman's Head. Kristen Amber Citron as Veronica. She appeared in all the same TV episodes as her twin. Philip Pullman and Al Rosen are uncredited as <laughs> OG bad boys Phil and Al. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Lot of cast there. Kreitzer fires Norm and the goons quit because they think Kreitzer was the brains behind the whole operation. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Back at the bar, Sam is yelling on the phone, pretending to be Kreitzer and yelling at the person who bought his Corvette, and uh, they're not buying. He offers to pay them 500 more than uh, than the initial price, and then he offers a, a grand more uh, yeah. than, than, than the price. Fraser then takes the phone and tells Lyft that Sam needs the car back, and he has to, he has to get it back. So it turns out <laughs> Lyft bought the car. Then uh, Rudy enters with his swishing ponytail, and... Uh, <laughs> He's like, you know, I've uh, deduced something, Norm. I put on my detective hat. Morning, uh, Columbo. <laughs> just one more thing, Kreitzer. Just one more thing. He goes, I've never seen uh, Kreitzer and Norm in the same room, and I figured it out. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He went, you are Kreitzer. 
There is no, no there is no Norm Peterson. You were you were just pretending to be all buddy buddy. <laughs> no, no. You got it all wrong. Come on now, I'm not Kreitzer, I'm Norm Peterson. I swear to God, I can prove it to you. Watch this. Uh, uh, afternoon, everyone. Anytime. I don't think we've spoken about this a few times, but it's the fact that people yell Norm's name. Yes. And that in itself is, it has a warmth to it. Mm-hmm. The joke comes from whenever that's subverted. And this is a key example. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Rudy leaves. And that's that. Oh, I get a bunch of wet ribs. There's some trivia for you. Calm down, Kreitzer. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> Back off, yeah? Back off. Wind it in, yeah? That was tense. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, before we open our letters, we have to give a shout out to our norms on Patreon. So this goes out to Treb Curry. If you want that special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon page for that and so much more. Sam lists expenses for his Corvette. What are they? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's gas. Right. Tune-ups. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maintenance. Uh, and Philippe the chamois boy. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Philippe the chamois boy. <laughs> Philippe chamois boy. <laughs> there you go. That's all you get. All you're getting out of me. <laughs> I want to give you another Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> Philippe chamois boy. <laughs> uh, right. Next question. Uh, how much does Sam owe his mechanic? 130? Correct. Norm's situation reminds Frasier of a play. Which is it? Oh, what's her name? The the woman and her face, the three faces or something. I can't remember. It's a bit of a trick question. The play uh, that Frasier says is The Good Woman of Sejuan by Bertolt Brecht. However, because the original title was in German, when translated to English, it has many different titles, like The Good Person of Sichuan, The Honourable oh. <laughs> OG Bad Boy of Sichuan. Um, the Shammy Boy of Sichuan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was, a, that was a pesky on my part, because it was a bit of a trick question. Yeah, I'll allow it. I'll allow uh, it. I'll allow it. <laughs> I think it's the opening scene. It says that he hasn't had time, because he's been so busy, he hasn't had time to see his best friend. Who does he say his best friend is? Mr. Beer. Correct. <laughs> Classic Norm. <laughs> Norm bursts into Kreitzer's office and knocks over some trash. He then has to pretend that Kreitzer is angry uh, that Norm destroyed his computer. But what computer does Norm pretend Kreitzer owns? Is it like an Apple Mac or something? Uh, yes. Could you give me the model? Type. I'm, I'll, I'll give you, like, Mac is correct. Macintosh, they do say. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I couldn't tell you the model. It's uh, the Macintosh 8000CX. Right. Cool. Yeah, I know that one well. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, use yeah, it at yeah. work all the time. Yeah, yeah. I own one myself. Yeah, great computer. Really, really churn through those edits. <laughs> <laughs> I still use a typewriter to make my notes. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Oh, bad. What have you got for a 
a round off in terms of a, a cocktail. Last call. This is a good question. There weren't many uh, food or drink in this episode. Uh, no. no. Uh, let's have a think. You want? Should we think of something two-faced, maybe? Something uh, with a kind of binary colour scheme? Um, um, like a Guinness. A Guinness. That's a good shout. A yeah. baby Guinness. There you go. Oh, that does sound nice. I can't remember what's in a baby Guinness. I'm going to have to look this I up. just assumed it was like a Guinness, but less. <laughs> no, no, it's a shot. Uh, what is in a baby Guinness again? I think it's like Sambuca and like Irish cream. Is it like black Sambuca Ooh. and then Irish cream? That is dangerous. Car, Kahlua and Baileys. Ooh. There you go. Ooh, that sounds nice. I There you go. You can have that. We know what we'll be having. And uh, we'll, we'll keep that and tie it over to the next episode. And I'll tell you what, it's a big one. Big one next it week. It is a big one. Oh, yeah. it's a big one. Oh, move. I'm trapped. It's that big. Anyway. <laughs> uh, see you next time, folks. <laughs>